Well, damn. A bitch was just trying to enjoy a few weeks off. I was trying to stay unplugged. I wasn't trying to bother nobody. I didn't want to read too much about anything. Certainly didn't want to have to think too much about nothing. Because then I was going to want to talk shit about stuff. And I was just relaxing and chilling. And it's been a pretty peaceful, eventful, and also productive month. Okay? And I was getting ready to pull myself out of hibernation, so to speak. Hiatus, you know, and come back and show myself to Chapel's Corner and stuff. When all of a sudden, I seen the headlines about my boy Dave Chappelle being fucking, I guess you could say, tackled in a, some kind of attempted assault on stage. And I said, you know what, seeing this bullshit here, the first thing you're going to think about is Will Smith. <laughs> and that's the first thing you're going to think about is Will Smith. And I said it, and everybody said it then, and Kathy Griffin was probably one of the first, the comedian that said, she is concerned that this is now going to be the thing now, okay? Whether you just don't like what a comedian is saying, whether it's a comedian or not, but she was specifically talking about comedians, and same thing uh, Chris Rock ended up saying later uh, when he addressed the, the Will and Jada issue, you never knew. You know, when to draw the line, when not to draw the line. But she was saying, so what we got to fear of people just coming on and randomly attacking people on the stage. And so we waited, we waited. Things have happened. Things haven't happened. A lot goes on every day. I, I feel like I'm in a twilight zone. Yes, it's, it's, only, it's, it's in color, you know. Only we're in color here, okay. <sighs> Moving on. We, all right. I'm just going to take a minute before I even dive into this to simply say I'm gonna need America I'm gonna need I'm gonna need everybody just take a moment take a moment to just really ask yourselves because I don't know how everybody's really doing right now deep down inside but damn it we're gonna have to do a mental health check out here man we done put too many it's too much it's too much PSA I know it's hotlines and texts but who who uses them it's like telling the person who knows their drink well, whether they consider themselves alcoholic or not, to sit there and go to the to the AA meeting. It could be a thousand AA meetings. I'm, I'm just gonna be honest. Maybe I'm answering my own question. It could be a thousand AAs out here. It could be a thousand NA meetings out here. Ain't nobody gonna not the damn alcoholic gonna walk through nary door or a motherfucking uh, narcotic you gonna walk through nary door of the motherfucking meetings unless they want the help, right? So to speak. So I guess when I'm sitting there going back to this thing, when I'm talking about this mental health thing, when there's so much PSA, when so many people are saying, da, 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 uh, or reach out here, or, or come in for screening, nobody, is everybody really going to be lying to themselves and admit that they okay? Okay, maybe if you're not okay, you're not a threat to anybody. Okay, so that's okay. That's what they say even. You know what they say? They don't want you to be a threat to yourself, and they don't want you to be a threat to others. When you become a threat to yourself, and when you become a threat to others, that's when they want to sit there to monitor you more. My point is, everybody's losing their fucking minds, and, and and it just seems like everybody else seems to be paying for it. Who the fuck was this guy? We don't know. We don't really care. You know what I'm saying? Except for we, they found out his name. He definitely went to jail. You know, uh, they stomped his ass the fuck out, as they should. I don't give a fuck. I, I said it in one of the previous episodes before I left off of here and, and went on my little break. I said it. I said, don't nobody got no business charging or rushing up on nobody damn stage. I said, as soon as you on stage, use a use a market, use a mark, use a target. Okay, you up high, even if there's, if it's a flat, even level stage of a pole, like you behind a podium, but in a classroom or some kind of a lecture hall or whatever the fuck if you're doing a conference. Okay, you're exposed. Okay, you you need to at that point you have to trust that security did the right thing, which clearly security did not. 
okay? You have to trust that uh, people are where they're supposed to be. And most of all, just I hope maybe even naively assume what could possibly go wrong. Only to find out that shit could go wrong? No, bitch. I'm, let me tell you something. I, let me, mm-mm. Okay? And I said, don't touch nobody. I said, no. You're going to charge the stage. We don't know why. I, I don't know if it was something was said before. I don't know if this was something personal. Who knows if he's been sending Dave death threats or whatever. And finally made it to the front of the stage. But the guy gets on the stage. Now, what I like about Dave is Dave is from the streets. You could already tell. He kept moving. Okay, you got me down, but I'm still scuffling over to this left. You ain't pinning me, bitch. Don't let nobody pin you down. And he got up and did a quick shove, pushed him off, and still kept scuffing off. It's not running, but it's creating distance. Don't let nobody pin your ass down. And don't let nobody get all up on top of you so they get a good hold on you. He kept moving that footwork. Shuffling. That footwork. My boy was out there working on feet. And then the first responders, that's what I call the first group of people that came running in. I call them the first responders. Uh, they look like the three stooges. It was really like four or five of them. The three stooges with friends <laughs> and family. <laughs> because the one big guy, I don't even know how Arrow, Arrow, aerodynamically it doesn't make sense that he was able to, I guess he was running that fast. Maybe it was the type of shoe he had on, the flooring, because he just went like three feet up in the air and came crashing down, boom. And then the guy with the fake gun knife thing ends up, I don't know, like running into two of those. So, so that was the first of the three stooges down, and then the other two got knocked out in one one swipe of an arm. I was like, damn. If this shit was real, he, he damn near knocked out three, not knocked them out, but Confused the fuck out of three of them. And they ran around like a motherfucking, I don't know, a fly trapped in a room, uh, dying, <laughs> searching frantically for an exit. <laughs> what was the plan after that? So what was the plan after that? You got on the stage. You don't. You didn't shout anything. You didn't scream out BLM. You didn't do anything. You, you didn't get Dave. And then you damn sure didn't know where the exit was. You, you didn't do your homework. You surely didn't stake the shit out. You definitely didn't have a blueprint about the stage, exit, stage left. You didn't know if he was going to exit stage right. So, yeah, this whole thing is going on. It was the second responders that was on the, that was off to the right. It was, it was like, a, I don't know, they, they look like big bounce type guys that came in. And one of them just literally ran into the guy. Boom. And knocked him down. I said, yeah, get him. And it was over from there. They just started pouncing him. And I said, what else did you all expect? What do you all expect? You don't get stomped the fuck out. You would have got stopped the fuck out if it was Dave and his people. You would have got stopped the fuck out of you. Child, I wish I was with. Let me be with my peoples. And out of nowhere, without provoke, provocation, like they would say, somebody going to come just ran up on you. And they got some shit that looked like a gun makeshift knife. We ain't got time to be trying to figure out if it's real or not, motherfucker. We're going to disarm you right now, bitch. We're going to get you right now. Ain't nobody got time to be getting you right now. I'm going to take the biggest, baddest thing. I don't give a fuck as a fucking public trash can. I'm finding something. I'm hitting you with it. Big and hard and heavy. I don't give two fucks. That's self-defense. The hell is that? We don't know what you here for, bro. We don't know if you want Dave or everybody up here. We don't know if Dave is just the beginning and you're trying to do some mad shit. We got to stop you right here. We got to stop you out right now. Okay? Take control of the situation. Shit, just like people, if they was on a flight and somebody started talking about, if, if, if it's water, y'all better try. You better sit your ass down and try. A long time ago, uh, had a friend go to a party. I was not at this party. And at the party, there was a fight that broke out. The fight broke out because a guy at the party got drunk and called a girl a name, bitch, or something. And then, of course, the girl wants to 
defend her honor and, ah, who you calling a bitch, you know. And then this guy is drunk and he's an asshole, so he hauls off and he hits her. He just punches her straight in the face, right? Which automatically got people upset at the party. So uh, this started to have a, a guy, which I think was either her boyfriend or her friend, check him, okay? This guy gets checked. They're fighting, they're fighting. He starts losing fight. This is the guy that uh, uh, hit the girl and the guy who already was being rude and calling her a bitch. He's losing the fight. He has braids. His braids are being pulled out. He gets so angry, he starts to pull out a gun. Well, once he pulled out the gun, all one other person said was gun, okay? Gun, he got a gun. Plus, he was already being an asshole. They already seen he, he wasn't getting calm at the party. Now you're pulling out a gun. The whole party, when I say the whole party, the whole house party stomped him and whooped him the fuck out. Took the gun and stomped him out. Not only him, but his damn girlfriend. We don't know if you holding, bitch. <laughs> We don't know if you hold it, bitch. You might have the baby pistol in there. You know? I seen videos these days. These bitches is, is wearing skin tight stuff and they holding. Like big boy stuff. Like somehow they concealing. Like they're showing women how to, how how you don't have to have nothing little if you want to conceal and you can conceal and you're carrying your state. And you want to be sexy too and not have no big boy thing running around your chest this time. So those bitches out here just looking like they're chilling and they strapped out. Okay. So the girl got it too. My point is safety first. We don't know what the hell you're here for. So you're supposed to sit there and ask questions. That's what the police job is for. Right now, we're trying to defuse the situation. Little motherfucking time bomb ticking off in here. I'm trying to figure out the book bag didn't get searched. Maybe he concealed it in such a way. I don't know. Was there metal detectors there? Bitch, I have a lot of questions. But most of all, America is losing a fucking mind. That's just all I see every day. You know, you just never know who's going to lose their mind next, where, and how the fuck it's going to affect somebody or many people. Like a mass thing. Sickening and disgusting. Well, he look crazy as hell, too. But the, the hair is all confused. Like, well, aside from the ass whooping, he looked crazy. <laughs> I don't mean that he look crazy post ass whooping. I'd be like, he look crazy as in this, this time ain't right there. I don't know what this is all about. I guess we find out later. That's a quick break and I'll be back. Chapel Scunter. Alright, we're back from break. So we're gonna pick up where we left on with this um bullshit here. Yeah, so this is uh, apparently gonna be there's copycats everywhere. Uh, I guess the apparent norm. I have advice to anybody that's gonna be on stage is to beef up your security or make sure you got eyes, you know, all over. Even when you can't have eyes all over, that just means your entourage. Make sure your security is tight because this knuckleheaded fool didn't have a plan. I mean, he, he made it to the stage. He didn't even have a I don't know. It was not well thought out at all. He, he, come on. That was a pitiful exit. He was never going to make it out. They dead ass stomped you out like, I don't know, the flying roach thing and, you know, like the flying water bug in Florida. Oh, no, you don't want that shit flying around your house. They, I mean, they whack it out of the air. He was on the ground flailing around. He was like, that's not enough. Stomp it out. Stomp it again. It's not dead. It's still not dead. 
Or Buster got some hits in too. Buster's Jamaican, so you know he was all with his foot. You know he was kicking. Buster was a punch in the goddamn thing. That nigga was a... You don't remember Buster Rhymes back in the day in the videos when, when they used to do the floor shot? And then they used to like, that all of the people used to be in the camera. And where Buster used to do sometimes? Lift that motherfucking leg up and do a nice little kick in the camera. Large ass Timberland shoe all in the camera. You don't want him to kick you with that foot. Nigga. You, don't want, you don't want nobody with large feet at all. Or heavy motherfucker stepping on your foot, nigga. They stepped on your whole face. Well, damn. You didn't come with good intention, okay? You came in one way and you left another. And deservedly so, I don't give a fuck. Honestly, what the fuck happened to him should have happened at the damn Oscars to Will Smith. He should have, somebody should have came in and snuffed his ass or something. And they going to go get untouched. I mean, uh, Will didn't necessarily have a plan either, but his exit was much cooler. I will give him that. It was smooth until he got to his seat and lost his composure. When he lost his composure, he was like, oh, Lord, here we go. That damn tear. You know, Will, when he cries, when Will, when Will cries, he always... When he's in deep emotional pain and distress, like when he was at the red table and Jada was just ripping his heart out for all of us to see. Not only she ripped it out, she put it on a hot plate, honey. Hot sauce and sriracha and mayo and everything that shit down, bitch. Yeah, she did. Okay? There's something about when he cries. It reminds me of that episode. <laughs> it reminds me of the episode of the Fresh Friends of Belia when he was having that heartfelt moment with, um... Uncle Phil about his father and this anger he had about his father and towards his father and about like why didn't he leave why did he leave and he was just like he was very very much in character and he was very angry and I'll never forget those tears and I'll never forget and anytime I see Will crying in real life and that was something he really put himself into and I'd be like I could tell when the man's crying for real and when he ain't anyway he did a smooth ass exit until he got to his seat and started crying like a little bitch mm-hmm now you got people charging the stage. See you leading by example. I want to be a leader and uh, I want to lead with love. Well, look what you got people doing now. And he don't even have to say I was inspired by Will Smith, which it was It was when Chris Rock came out and said, uh, was that Will Smith? And also the way that uh, Chappelle kept carrying on with jokes and stuff. Honey, we ain't got time. One, one monkey literally ain't going to stop the show. The hell I look like. <laughs> Rushing on a stage. Y'all don't get the hell. Y'all gonna have to keep y'all gonna have to keep some mace on the stage or something. Come on the stage. Y'all gonna have a disclaimer. If I was a comedian or anybody, I'm 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 not full this before I mean, I wish a motherfucker would come up on this motherfucking set. You feeling froggy? Which one who feeling froggy? Leap, bitch. Come on. Who's coming today? Motherfucker. It'd be a bunch of you probably talking at a senior center. It'd be a bunch of senior people looking like, oh my god, who the hell is that? Listen, we gotta set the record straight. For when y'all come over here and and, 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 and and for mistaken identity, miss, you know, think I'm one of the doctors that, that misdiagnosed me and put you in this fucking nursing home or one of your children. I'm not one of your children. I'm not the child that put you in here. Don't charge this damn stage, miss. Mrs. <laughs> Cunningham, better sit down. Get some Bengay for them knees. Don't come up here. <laughs> Don't nobody come up here. Shit. The Laugh Factory is uh, beefing up security. You know, after this, they say they stand with Dave Chappelle. I've been standing with Dave. I've been, I've been forever standing with Dave. Child, we're going to come and talk about this. On another second, we're going to talk about the um, Johnny Depp, child. You know I'm team, you know I'm team Captain Jack Sparrow. Shit. Child, listen, I be trying, toxic relationships, people. I be trying to tell y'all, hey, you, it don't make no sense to work that hard in your life. And you haven't, you have your share of relationships. He has children. You know, we all know he was with Winona Ryder. And then he, Winona, you know, got the tattoo and then, I don't know, changed it to Wino something. <laughs> I 
as a cover up. Then they got back together years later, right? For a little while. He's been married before and haven't. But the point is, why work so hard that you work so hard in your life, you accomplish things. When you get older, in my opinion, as I'm getting older, I want my life to be more I like to be more simple and more drama free. If I could create that environment and I believe everybody can, if they could just be honest with themselves, who they gotta remove and what things they need to stop or whatever, you can have that. You know, I'm at this point in my life, my name is not in anything. My name never really wasn't anything unless people was talking about me or just didn't like me, really. And I'm not saying I'm perfect, but my name isn't, oh, she said, and, I th- and I'm fine. And yesterday, she was over here with, no, no, no. And she'd be she's sleeping with his boyfriend. No, my name is Noah. I like stuff like that, you know. Same thing I was saying about dating for the rest of my life. I'm not, really, that's not a priority of mine, like looking for love. I don't believe that anybody should be looking anyway. I have friends that are at this point in their life. You know, in our 20s, we all identity crisis. When you're a teenager, you go through things. You have to deal with, you know, with, you know, I don't know, body issues, uh, coming into adulthood. When, you, when you're in adulthood, you're trying to figure out things. You're trying to get on your own two feet. Then you get all these bum-ass relationships. You get bum-ass friendships. And you're supposed to, by 30 into your 40s, that's how I feel where I'm at right now, be like, this is what I don't like. Same thing with relationships and dating. This is what I don't want anymore. This is what I like. I like peace and quiet, or I like this. I want to travel more. I want to do, and do more of that shit. Okay, as long as it's safe, fun, and healthy. Child, I don't know. Toxic relationships is not one of those things you want to be dealing with past a certain age, bitch. <laughs> this shit is for the birds. This shit is for the high schoolers. And this shit, and you could say, well, there's trauma in relationships. Yeah, but at the same time, let me tell you something, honey. Just because everybody's grown and chronologically on, on the calendar does not mean that people are grown or matured in the mindset, Okay. So I don't give a damn, you know, how that there's supposed to be a conflict sometimes in a relationship. Don't try to sell it to me that every time you turn around, you're arguing, you're arguing, you're arguing. I know people, even me, that's why dating sometimes at this point in my life, you could lose three years being with the wrong person. You could have spent all that time doing something else. This wrong person could have potentially uh, distracted you from goals. You know what I'm saying? They, they was The whole time they were there. No, you shouldn't regret it. Yes, you learned something from it, but I hope what you learned the most is, damn, I wasted three years. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. If, if things was, if nothing produced from it, especially things like fruit, a business, yeah, okay, you got a little gem and wisdom, but three years of wasting time with the wrong person, three years that you cannot get back they can't even pay you back for that time, you know? That's why I'm like, when I'm investing my time now, especially now that I have a child, you know what I'm saying? All that kind of stuff is important. I don't want no he said, she said, they didn't, listen, everybody's losing their mind, and I'm just being honest with you. The way I look at it, and maybe it's just New York, I don't know, the dating pool is weird, okay? It's a bad time. <laughs> it's not a good time. And now I have friends who've going into the 30s and their 40s, and they're in some outstanding positions, like great careers, great jobs. They, they finally got there. Some of them are homeowners. And they're, and I find themselves now making, some of them never even lived on their own yet. You know, that's the first time venturing out and living on their own, let alone have a boyfriend come and stay for the weekend or whatever. And that's not because it was sponging off their minds. They just stay closer to their home for a while so they could just save up and do the right thing, pay off their debt or do whatever. And some of them is just jumping into certain things. I'm like, wait, no, because to me, they're like a little baby that's running around with, I don't know, a can of gasoline in one hand and a handful of matches in another one. Wait, no, little baby, come back. No, they're just all over the place. But you can't say anything because you got to let them spread their wings and fly. And they're looking at me like, don't you want to get married? I'm like, hell no, bitch. (laughs) I can't commit to shit for a lifetime except for my son. (laughs) I can't.
people change all the time. I just, I just, people are weird. I did a whole episode about this. People are constantly changing, sometimes for the good, sometimes for the worse. And there's people that I've known longer than, oh my gosh, I, I forever. And I still don't know them. You see what I'm saying? I still am learning things about them. And there's some things I'll never know. And that bothers me for whatever reason. It's just, how do I know you for so long and still don't know you, you know? And you still never know somebody until you live with them. And sometimes by that time, it's too late. I like space. I cannot see myself living with somebody else for the rest of my life. Unless my, well, my child wouldn't live with me for the rest of my life. But no, I don't see that, you know? If I was ever getting married, I could see the whole traditional she shed. A she shed, um, some kind of area, a basement, uh, for them, an office. We're going to knock down a whole wall. I'm going to have a queen a king-size bed just for me. Have your room up there. It, relations, I guess, when and what. I don't care about that shit. I could do that, that uh, Ricky Ricardo and um, Lucille Ball thing. They didn't sleep in this thing. Give, give us two twins. Give us two queens in a room. In a room. <laughs> I don't even want to share a room with a man. What? Share closets. Even if, they, if your closet's over there. I like my room. I, like, I'm just that type of person. <laughs> okay, sweetheart? <laughs> like, I will share because I care. But, bitch, at the end of the day, I do need the queen going to get the castle. Okay? It ain't going to be no king with no key to the castle or a name on the castle is what I'm saying. That's my dream goal. So I see myself as putting my life not toxic, not with being a people. Johnny Depp at this point in his life, even if he's battling depression, alcoholism, whatever the hell it is, he don't need to be worrying about some crazy bitch and some turd in the bed. Like, this shit is dumb. This shit is too much. This shit is not right. Okay? So I'm going to get back. I'm going to talk about that in a toxic relationship. I got a whole nother day. But I got time for that shit. I can keep all your little... I'm, I'm in love. I hear them all now. They're all calling me. I met someone. <laughs> Congratulations. And they have all my blessings in the world. That's how I sounded every single time <laughs> I met somebody that I probably can't stand today. I don't handle anybody, but, and I'm not wishing no evil on nobody. I'm just saying, some of y'all is really out here still taking baby steps. I don't know. I see the guy, men, men terrible. Oh, Roe versus Wade. <sighs> Gonna talk about that in a whole nother episode. There's too much to talk on. Okay, what else? I just wanted to say, I came back here for Dave. I, I, I Chapel's Corner hit a four-year anniversary two days ago on May 3rd of 2022. May 3rd of 2018 was the pilot episode for Chapel's Corner. And it's four years later and the bitch still here. I'm, I'm very humbly thankful and proud, you know, of that fact. So I wanted to do an anniversary episode as well. And, um... Talk about what the hell I've been doing because I ain't been here in some time. But all that will come in time. I have to come on here and back up my boy Dave. I don't have time for stupidity. Damn, you're dumb. I hope he got a lawyer. He don't even look like he got a lawyer. I'm just, hey, we don't care. Don't try to sue nobody either. <laughs> you know what else? Real quick before I get off. I'm sick and tired. This mask singer shit, uh, this thing is starting to become a cult. I'm over it. I'm so tired of just... Seeing it on my timeline, the mass singer Hydra's head had to be sawed off to reveal um, Penn and Teller. Bitch, if you got to saw off my costume with a saw, well, why am I here? And second of all, what is this fascination about people dressing up in costumes for celebrities, singing in auto-tune and dancing around, and y'all really trying to mind-fuck yourselves to figure out who the fuck is it? And then when y'all figure out who it is, y'all lose y'all mind. Oh, my God. It was this person the whole time. They were masked. 
and they were singing, and I'm like, well, does America all share a brain? And if they do, I'm trying to figure out, like, how big is this brain? Because I'm pretty sure it's the size of a pea. And not even, like, a healthy pea. Like, a shriveled up fucking pea that's been standing out in the sun and it's growing mold and shit, you know? It's, like, some of them got more rotten parts and moldy parts of their brain than others. But at the same time, you could all tell that they all come from, oh, my God, the same source. It's like, what's... For the mat, that's what we're doing now? That's what we're doing now? Okay, and y'all want to be on the show so bad that y'all going to put yourselves in costumes that they're going to have to take a saw? Y'all trust people with saws? How you know he's not having a bad day and didn't wake up and just find out that his wife's been fucking the mailman this whole time he comes here? And now he's concentrating on that and she ain't pick up all day again. And now he can't get a hold of her and he has to also cut the... You trust people? Oh, she won. Before I forget, she won. Sydney won from the baking challenge, the Easter baking challenge, spring break Easter baking challenge <laughs> that they were having on the Food Network. I was very, very, I mean, honestly, I just knew that she was. I just feel like I knew that she was because I'm just very familiar with the work. I see these other ladies on there too, and they're good. There's nothing to take away from anybody, but you know when somebody's just very capable. But to see her win, you know, when she won, that was a very big deal. Obviously for her and her family, where she said she's going to take the $25,000 and put it into account for her, uh, for her son's future. And um, pretty much just keep making everybody. And we all just wonder right now, one, is she still going to be available? Because I'm going to have to book her a little bit early this year. Is the deposit fee going to be a little bit higher? And also, when we go to the store, when we order online, our little cake jars and stuff, are they all going to be sold out now because the world knows about you? I guess that's the last thing to worry about, but... Moving on, it was a big win for me because I is like, I, I, ah, no dreams come true, okay? I've always believed in just keep going, especially if it's something that you really want to do, like doing. What makes you money or not? Just keep on going. 16 years of just doing what you love, eventually uh, starting a business that uh, supports you and your family, but then perfecting the skill so much so over time that you see a show they can't call you on and they probably can but she applied and went in and said I'm, I'm gonna do this I know this and I got what it takes and she won now you got more exposure and you just keep going I know of a lot of people who have accomplished a lot of wonderful things I see dreams coming true every day I've seen people I know on tv on a lot of I'm, I'm not even gotta be celebrities I've seen a lot of people I know the power of just simple determination. I think what people think or see as the end result, you know, people hate. And the end, you don't know people struggle along the way, you know? You don't know they're struggling away. You don't know how long it took for them to get there. People be mad like, oh, but they just feel like people just rolled out of bed and and went to the door and then somebody, because it was ringing, then they answered the door and it was like, here, success, here is for you. <laughs> here, a business, all made up for you. Here it is, the website and everything. Oh, here it is, your podcast is just here. Oh, your novel. We heard that you wanted to be a successful, we wrote it out for you, it's all right here. Everybody wants things or assumes things is just so instant or maybe it was just like, it's because you're smarter than me or it's just, oh, maybe your credit was better. Some people, you know what starting a business is like. I know because anybody who's ever an entrepreneur, especially when you just really just going. It's like jumping off a cliff and then trying to build a plane before you hit the fucking ground. That's a fucking adrenaline rush. And, you, and you're going to hit that. You, there's no way. It's, it's, it's such a rush because you're all in. 
and you don't even know. You gonna, you gonna, I bet you make a plane, bitch. I bet you make a kite. I bet you make one of them gliding shit. So you're gonna find a way. And as you keep going, people be like, well, how is you making it though? You literally just jumped off the cliff though. And you managed to, yeah, I managed to, I don't even know, you know, keep going, keep going. So Sydney made me dream again. I sat my ass off for a month <laughs> thinking and brainstorming and dreaming. You know, trying to get myself pregnant again. Not with a real human baby. With a, with a gift. With a project. You know, a project. I give birth to new projects. You know, and I'm still brainstorming. But it's going to come. And I'm not afraid of the work that it'll take. I never care about a time frame to get anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, success in life, like most people say, is, is, a, is a journey. It's not a destination. Okay. And if you're more concerned with this person's doing over here, what that person's doing over there, you're already doing the wrong thing. You're already worried about the wrong thing because um, there's room for everybody. That's what everybody does. There's room for everybody, everywhere. The podcasting world, Instagram, there's room for everybody, okay? Creativity is everywhere. Look around you. Get inspired. A lot of people just simply, especially after the COVID, it could be dumb content. It could be good content. it, It could be boring content. It doesn't matter, but people are out here literally creating, okay? So, on that note, I'm very uh, happy for Sydney. Very thankful for the, uh, I'm, I'm here for it. Never stop dreaming, bitch. <laughs> oh, I was there for that. That shit felt good. It felt good. I could clap for any damn body that went. I, I love to see it, man. I love to see it. So, let me get the hell out of here on that note because um, <clears throat> I ain't got so much downtime left. And I do need to get some other things done. But I love you all. Stay safe. And I'll see you all next time here on Chapel Squad Time. Bye.